The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Futures mixed for now, but what a week we have in store between mega cap tech earnings, Fed decision, jobs number, all as we watch some ongoing geopolitical tensions. Our roadmap begins with records on a roll. Big tech fueling the rally. Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, AMD all on tap this week. China's real estate concern, the world's most indebted property developer, Evergrande, ordered to liquidate. And FanDuel's owner Flutter set for an NYSE debut. Four-time Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski will join us right here at Post 9 well, after what a weekend of football, Jim. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not ESPN, but I think that these games are like what we do. I mean, you see these, these teams and they are companies. And you see uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And they, look, they're whatever you want to call them. You can call them Alpha, but you can call them Amazon. And then you see companies that fold in the second half, and that's, you know, maybe the Lions are Tesla. You know, I mean, Wade Goff, you know, I was waiting for something to happen, except for their forecast, which was to expect a second half that's not that strong. Yes. Yeah, but these teams are all great, and they are, uh, I find that this is kind of a universal. Well, the, the overlap is obvious. Gronk here, you're on Sunday exactly. Night Football. There's so much... Uh, that they have in common. And congrats, Jim, by the way, for calling another perfect weekend. Yeah, I got that right. You had to, you know, admittedly, I do it against the spread. I wish all the people on TV did because we're all watching FanDuel. We're watching, you know, we're watching DraftKings. So what good does it do to say, well, look, I think that uh, I will take the Niners. That's bad because what you do is you take Detroit versus the spread. The spread is just the multiple. It's price turning multiple. Right. So if we want to do a take Pepsi right now, Coca-Cola's got a higher multiple. You know, that's the yes. Niners. So I just think that if you don't talk about the spread, then you are not doing what 20 million people are doing. Yeah, it's going to be an active hour here on the floor as, uh, as they ring the bell. Let's begin, though, with the markets. And as we said, big week on the earnings front. Jim, uh, in terms of market cap. Oh, this is it. And, and earnings, this is the week. Yeah, I mean, and I think that we've got so much going on. We've got, the, by the way, the refunding schedule on Wednesday from Josh Frost. At, uh, at Treasury, and then the employment number is going to either verify or not verify the wisdom of the Fed. But there are days where, I mean, Apple and Meta, I mean, uh, no, we don't want them to bemoan us on Friday. There are so many good companies that they will not get the attention that they think they will. You just, it takes an hour to do an Apple call, an hour to do a Meta call, and an hour to do an Amazon call. These are not easy. These, these are not calls like, uh, what, like Texas Instruments, which just says, you, know, you asked two questions, I said one question. Yeah. You're, I mean, your, your long-standing thesis has been that the street's undercovered. There's just right. too many companies there to keep are. track of. But to your point about the broader market, equal weight has now given back all the gains it oh, had relative my. to the SPX since November. All the people, look, we have three notes today that say soft landing. And I understand that, but what really matters is that we reverted to pre-November pivot. It's just the same guys again. 
It's the same thing that happened in March when we had the banking crisis. I think a lot of people come on our air and they don't want to admit it. They always say, well, it's going to broaden out or it's really broaden out. It hasn't broadened. It's back to the significant six, whatever you want to call them. And I find that what's happened is, is that if you're not in those stocks, then you missed it again. And you're trying to justify there's really a raison d'etre. I mean, there's like actual essence here of you either went with the with the, the big guys or you continued to believe the thesis that there are a lot of Eli Lilly's out there. Lilly being, turns out to be the only one that's out there. So uh, I think we should own it. I think we should attack this, the people who come on, the money managers, and say it's a broad rally because it's the opposite. I mean, attack is probably the wrong way. You know, I sure. say that their views misguided. Sure. Although uh, we got about a third of uh, the S&P in. We're beating consensus by five. Right. Financials are beating by 10. Industri- industrials by seven. Even with all the DuPont and the 3M guidance, BFA's point this morning is that no one, no one aggressively guides higher in January. There's no. no. There's no upside. You know, when you talk to the CEOs, they all, I, mean, I talk to most CEOs, off, the big guys offline, and they always say, why should I? Why should I take my numbers up at the beginning of the year and then cut, 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 cut? So those who are still back, you know, these are underperformance, under under promise over deliver numbers, which is this UPod. Yeah. Uh, but I look, I look at the industrials and I think that the industrials are a question of are the inventories down enough? They weren't for DuPont. They were for Dow. Dow didn't get enough credit. I thought Dow was good. And you can go back and forth. The, the reason why the semiconductors have worked is because it's finally a destocking. AMD's bar- parabolic move. That's a destocking. Uh, but they also have uh, something besides what Intel has. Intel, AMD crushed Intel this quarter. Right. Uh, just crushed them. But other than tech, I mean, I, I look at these, I just say, you're, you're not, you take the banks. I thought the banks did really, really well. But people are willing to downgrade them and not willing to give a USB has been downgraded like, you know, Comerica. These are just downgraded and there's nothing wrong with them. But it, look, JP Morgan had a good quarter. Wells had a good quarter. Right. Uh, but it didn't give them the pop that you get from tech. So does that leave you then if, if you're if the if the picture is cloudy on the cycle, the industrial cycle leaves you with the rate cut thesis? And the AI thesis. Yeah, that's it. And are you willing to chase both? Where are you on that? I'm in it. Both. You are? Yeah, I am. Because uh, Nick Timmers has a piece today which talked about, from the Wall Street Journal, it's very good, talked about how, look, inflation's really come down faster. They may have no choice. Now, I still think it's a June cut. He talked about a June cut. Uh, but I think that uh, they have to be worried that it could come back. But all the companies that I'm dealing with are really dealing with. We have McCormick. This is the best one to talk about. I have McCormick. Spice companies. So everybody knows what we're talking about. Uh, they're predicting plus one, minus one growth. This is a 10% growth. It's a growth company. Why? Because they got to put through price, which maybe they can't. They have to. Uh, maybe it doesn't take a lot. They, they, I, I said maybe you guys should do a Marble Friday, which is a reference to something that happened 30 years ago, where people just came, where Marble came in and said, listen, we're cutting everything 20% because we're, the consumer can't take it. If it weren't for Costco, of which there's 130 million people on the Costco, you, you know, a lot of companies are trying to get away with murder here. And when I say murder, financial murder, obviously, sure. they're just trying, as my mom would say, like you go to the supermarket and what do they do? Shrink the ice cream from 16 to 14 yes, ounces and yes. they charge more? But Costco's rebelling against that. I think Walmart will too. But that's the fight is about can you still raise price? And the answer is no. Now, there were a bunch of people who said the Colgate can. And Colgate, some of the raw costs are coming down. Don't bet on it. Don't bet on it. There's too many companies that come in and do generic. Well, we got an upgrade at Colgate today over at Oppie. They, go to, always they go to 91. I thought the, the Matt Boss JPM note on Dollar Tree uh, was interesting because he says gas prices, cola, 
Um, maybe the tax credit, the expansion right. of the tax credit, is going to be a $70 billion tailwind I, to I consumer that, I thought it was a great piece. I just don't know whether the conclusion was right, but he doesn't have some of the other companies. I thought that meant for Walmart. Now, people don't go, you know, one of the things that bothers me immensely, I go to Walmart, I got, I, I got three Walmarts I go to. One of my Walmarts in Neptune is just fantastic. Walmart is not what you think. Walmart has so many great things, and they offer them at really great prices. And the stuff is first rate. It just happens to be made in a lot of different countries, a lot of China. But they lower price. They, when they do price rollback, my kids go nuts. It's like, Dad, can you look at this? This was much higher than it was three, much lower than it was three months ago. They do rollbacks. And Costco is like saying to these guys, you're not raising prices, or we're going to do Kirkland Signature. McCormick, Kirkland Signature, believe me, Kirkland Signature pepper and salt, and green and flakes, all much cheaper. So there are there are forces of deflation, not disinflation, but deflation in this country that are winning versus these branded companies. And that's not GLP dash one. That's just actual fact. And a lot of the analysts don't want to agree, don't want to go to these supermarkets. They don't want to go to they don't want to go to Walmart. Because if they did, they had their head blown off. They'd see the prices. Yeah. The prices are fantastic at Walmart. I got a really great quote for 28 bucks. My kids, my kids thought it was 50. <laughs> I haven't worn it, but who cares? Such a good bargain. Uh, as far as the rally, Jim, uh, Goldman over the weekend looks at the 19% rip over the last three months. Uh, Tony P calls it in the 99th percentile of market history. These normally are moves you see coming out of a recession. You did say last week, we're due for a bruising. I, do I don't know. I want to put that into context. January seems to be okay, but can we really get through this thicket of next week besides this week? Uh, look, I think Apple, everyone's resigning themselves to a number cut for the second quarter. Uh, but when I look at, at the significant ones, Microsoft, blow away. Uh, Meta, fantastic. Amazon, really good. Alphabet, best in show. NVIDIA, not, not in this reporting cycle, but will be terrific. So, AMD? AMD is a little, went a little parabolic, uh, and Lisa Sue might be in the camp of not going crazy with the numbers. CEO, she's fantastic. But uh, those companies are all going to do well. You're not, they, you're not bracing for any landmines like we got out of Tesla. No. No, I think Tesla was unique in that you had a CEO who was doing one of these to be, or it was a Hamlet CEO. Don't give me the to be or not to be. I mean, like, that's not the question. Take that off the table. But when he, you know, look, I was with Rivian. Rivian did not, even the other car company. They didn't do it down. They didn't do a, a Musk. Musk just basically said, hey, listen, well, in the in the notice, expect really bad year. Right. How am I supposed to get behind that? We're going to talk some Tesla CapEx guidance today as well. We'll get to some of the China worries as well. Court orders uh, Evergrande to liquidate uh, most indebted property developer in the world. As, as, we, as we said, Rob Gronkowski, oh four-time Super Bowl champ, will join us in Post 9 as the parent of FanDuel, Flutter, gets ready to make its big board debut. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Embattled Chinese real estate giant Evergrande has been ordered to liquidate by a court in Hong Kong. Our Eunice Yoon joins us this morning from Beijing with the latest. Hi, Eunice. Hey, Carl. Well, a Hong Kong judge literally said enough is enough. The judge agreed with the creditors that the struggling property giant has had ample opportunity to come up with a debt restructuring plan. Uh, Shares of Evergrande-related stocks were halted. But even before that, the share prices had plunged on a report that the company had conversations with uh, foreign creditors, but that those 11th-hour conversations had broken down. Now, investors have been carefully watching this uh, saga involving the uh, struggling property giant with its $300 billion in liabilities and wondering what's going to happen after two years. It's still very unclear what this ruling is going to mean. Uh, The company itself, especially the CEO, had issued a statement saying that he was sorry about the winding up order and that the company would ensure home deliveries and promote normal operations. Now, separately, the CEO told a local paper that the Hong Kong order only affects the specific listed companies. Now, I managed to speak to one of the creditors just a couple of minutes ago who said that that comment is not justified, saying that the liquidator uh, should be able to legally have um, entitlement to the onshore assets. Uh, Also, uh, they're saying, though, at this point, um, they're not sure exactly um, how things are going to play out. And a big reason for that is that uh, what bankers and uh, creditors have been telling me is that uh, the uh, recognition by uh, the government-backed Chinese courts of the Hong Kong liquidator is going to be key because only then the liquidators from Hong Kong would be able to get their hands on the assets here on the mainland. Guys? Yeah, Eunice, that's what I was concerned about. What is the jurisdiction here? I mean, does Hong Kong have jurisdiction over the courts in the PRC's mainland? Well, they have a cooperation. So they have an agreement from 2021 that does allow some cross-border cooperation. So uh, the creditor who I spoke to said that there has been precedent for this. We have seen um, some cooperation, but usually with smaller developers and nothing on this large of scale. And in fact, um, when you look, even though Hong Kong is part of China, the way it could be viewed in Beijing is um, meddling by foreign creditors in what the Chinese would see as an internal issue, which is that uh, the um, issues with Evergrande could potentially spill over and it's already affecting sentiment of home buyers. So they want to make sure that uh, they keep things stable over here. But Eunice, we know that if you're going to have, say, a 1990-like restructuring as we did in this country, you've got to get rid of these zombie companies. Why would the PRC not use this as a way to be able to get at the developers? Because as long as you have zombie developers, you have no ability to be able to clear the decks here. Right. And that's a big question. Uh, There have been uh, plenty of theories. One is, is jobs. For example, uh, getting worried that uh, people would would be laid off. But uh, one of the things, issues that the creditor had brought up as well, um, that could be a problem as well, and bankers told me this as well, is that even if the foreign creditors were able to uh, get their hands on these assets, let's say the Chinese court said that they will uh, cooperate with the Hong Kong courts, that these creditors will be way back in line in in China, that you would have. Um, 
um, of course, like lo local governments, you would have the banks, there would be other people who would be ahead of you. But here, one, one thing that's special in China is that you would have also the suppliers and then the home buyers, because the way that uh, home buyers um, purchase their apartments is they usually put a prepayment down. So there's just a lot of other people in front of you, which really begs the question as to how much um, movement um, forward these uh, uh, creditors have, have really made. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really big question mark there. Uh, it's remarkable, Eunice, uh, between the property, uh, the unemployment issues, and certainly losses in the capital markets there uh, where consumers are finding relief. Uh, very, very slim pickings. Uh, Eunice Yoon in Beijing today covering China for us. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. Take another look here at the pre-market. It's a busy session uh, at the exchange. Gronk has entered the building, Jim, yeah, with a big fanfare Indeed. a moment ago. Uh, we'll pay some attention to Flutter as they do this dual listing here at the NYSE. Back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Talk, talk a lot about media, obviously, about sports. This morning, one of the companies that happens to have a lot of sports on, but maybe uh, questionable, is Warner Brothers Discovery. Wells Fargo is downgraded to equal weight. There have been a lot of talk that perhaps Comcast might be interested, kind of taking that off the table. Content licensing, double-edged sword. Atari goes from 16 to 12. And what I think it hurts about this, and David Zaslav, I'll be behind this, is that they're saying, look, they're not going to make the numbers. Consensus estimates, which they had been uh, above, they're now below. And I look at this and I start thinking, well, geez, what's going to happen with uh, when they have, uh, they've got some great basketball. Are they going to miss, miss that? I mean, we know that there's a lot of companies that want, that feel very good about having sports. Apple might want more sports. We don't know. I mean, Alphabet has sports. Maybe they did well. Maybe they did Amazon. So I think this is a meaningful downgrade, especially because I think a lot of us are kind of rooting for for uh, David to make it, in part because it's CNN and we want a competitor. Uh, they do suggest, by the way, in an election year, you couldn't get away with it, which almost, I mean, I was listening to Lena Khan today uh, on, uh, yep. I just kind of lose my tongue because, <laughs> you know, so what was she said? We're making a study of it. I mean, now I did in second year law school, I did a lot of study. I, I studied. I mean, one of the things I did was study. I thought that when you're the head of the FTC, you would do more than study. But you know what? She's a studier. She's a student. Your, uh, your point about these guys, though, uh, they do say management is caught between scaling DTC yes. and deleveraging through the licensing deals that we saw just the other week. Right. And it just suddenly becomes a really complicated story. Uh, look, we work for Comcast. Comcast pretty clean story. Uh, people want broadband. Uh, they, they obviously are pure content. And I don't know. I don't know if this can hold. Uh, this is going to be a very rough story if the Wells Fargo scenario plays out. Yeah. Stephen uh, Cahill really put the kibosh. Yeah. Uh, moving story. from uh, deleveraging multiple expansion to lower EBITDA and right. static multiple. So this goes from being one of the possible uh, great performers for the year, springboard, to make you sound like it's going to go to 8-7, and you got to be really careful. And I, I, It was a brutal downgrade. This is the first thing I saw this morning, and I said, ouch, this is bad. I don't know if I want to go to the Knicks and sit in courtside. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, these, they're not alone in that boat. No, uh, and it, they're it, not. It's in sharp contrast. It's just been terrible, yeah. Carl. Sharp contrast to the Netflix print the other day. Yeah. Opening yeah. bell in a few minutes, as we said. Rob Gronkowski is going to join us at Post 9. Don't go anywhere. Some of the news this morning, Amazon and iRobot terminating their merger agreement, Jim. And as a result, uh, iRobot is going to cut a third of their workforce. Right. Founder stepping down as CEO. Yeah, this was a major botch. Uh, I, iRobot, obviously, looking back, probably wishes this had never happened. But uh, I, good for Amazon. They got lucky here. Uh, I do. Th it's like DuPont got lucky when they were trying to do, you know, buy this company out west, and it was like, wow. I hope they don't get to do it. The authorities blocked it. You know, look, this says it's not consequential to Amazon. If you've been in an iRobot, I think that you haven't followed any of the discussions of what's going on. This was a doomed deal. Uh, Europe can be much more harsh than we can. It seems strange. But. So you don't think it alters the conversation about regulatory approval here on other deals? No, I, I think that it depends on whether justice has it. Justice is a little more uh, savvy than the FTC, which is a little more naive. Uh, look, the guy who runs justice is a heavy hitter, Paul Weiss' partner. The person who runs the FTC is a great student. As even you said professed, earlier. Even professed to be a, stu a study. She's a student. Yes. Yeah. Lena Khan was on Squawk this morning, sort of outlining or, or framing their, uh, their, their look into AI-related. Right. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with making sure there's guardrails AI. I think Jensen Wong from NVIDIA would say that. I do think that the difference, uh, when you have someone like uh, it, it, Lena Khan at the FTC, you should be thinking also about, about the way that the president decided, you know what, we're going to pause, Jennifer Granholm, we're going to pause on new that uh, case. This is the agencies where he really has a lot of power. The agencies are exerting an ideological, uh, really thrust, and I think a lot of Americans are like, wow, okay, you know. But do you not have questions about... Microsoft OpenAI and what the relationship is I, there? I think that oh, that they are all going to try to bring down price for us just like they did with Amazon Web Services. I care about price. I think Azure, Amazon Web Services, they have cut the price, cut the price, cut the price. I think the average citizen is going to be able to get AI because of the competition. And where she's wrong is she doesn't really understand business. She understands textbooks. This is a fight. If you get any chassis here, all he will tell you is our goal is to make it so the consumer does better. And that's what's going to happen. Microsoft has a consumer, a co-pilot, that I think is killer. And they're going to keep the price down unless someone else come in. Price is what America wants. Let's get the opening bell here in the CNBC real-time exchange. Or the big board. It is sports betting company Flutter Entertainment celebrating its dual listing. Rob Gronkowski is going to join us in a few minutes. CEO Peter Jackson will join us in the next hour. At the NASDAQ, it's Bottomless Closet, a women's job empowerment nonprofit. Jim, to your point about AI and Microsoft, our co-pilot sign-up's going to be one of the most important numbers we learned this week. Uh, yes, I think Amy Hood will give you a co-pilot. She's CFO. She'll give you a co-pilot figure, I hope. Talk positively about what the consumer might want with it, too, because I know that they have that. Uh, and that's part of the thesis of why you got to stay along Microsoft. You have to stay along Microsoft. You have to. Now, Amy is fantastic CFO. I've known Amy, I don't know, for how many years. She's the best of, of this lot CFOs. And I think she'll tell a very good story. I think she's very bullish about the prospect. Sometimes she's very circumspect. But I think this AI is so, the Copilot is such a strong product. They have a lot to talk about. As we watch Flutter here ring the bell, what are your thoughts about, I mean, you're so bullish on the, the business in general. 
with shares available here now, no, no new capital being raised, but I will how say, do you think about it? I mean, you'll have to recognize they have 51% of the sports books. So, yeah, you've got to be enthusiastic about it. And I think that one of the things that is so exciting about this period is we're seeing a lot of intra-game. Intra we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of people are following. It's more than ever. And I think gambling is one of the big reasons why the ratings are so good because you got to stick with it. I, I, I like TF, I do daily fantasy. I like that. But, you know, look, if you have 51% of the sports book, that's monumental. And they, these guys, you hardly ever see them as promotional as the others, but they do a very, very good, very, very good job, Fandle. So you don't think these ratings that we're getting out of these postseason games, for example, it's not an accident? It's oh, about no. engagement that is stickier for a reason. Oh, yeah. I just wish the players would not be as excited about it as a periodic. I think they can't resist. Yes. I think these sites are remarkable. I think that if you had every state doing this, it, look, it's, it's public. It's taxed. I mean, it's, it's really a, a very big positive. And I, I think this outfit, yeah, I like this outfit. Their numbers are terrific. Their numbers are really terrific. They have tremendous growth. And I think people should recognize that their growth is uh, organic. It's it's it, 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 it's really uh, they're bigger than they're bigger than DraftKings. That matters. Yeah. Uh, ticker FLUT. Uh, we'll keep yeah. an eye on I, that. I look. I really think that the gambling side. I think that Jason Robbins at DraftKings is doing a remarkable job. And people who don't go, if you don't go to the sites, you don't know how exciting they make the contests. I mean, you can just just you know, there's pretty much you can bet on anything. Uh, and I do think that, by the way, just to be just to be clear. If you're in a legal state, it's legal. I know that my wife just says, you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. I said, no, you see, it's legal. But she doesn't understand. Like, she finds me, like I'm rooting for, for Debo Samuels. Why do you like him so? <laughs> no, you see, he's in my DFS. I, I, I need him to score. I mean, people, people have to understand that this is so much fun. But these guys, number one position in the U.S., Q4 2023, Sportsbook took 51% share. They have, a, to date, they have company reported fourth quarter revenue of a 15%, finished the year with 13.5 million average monthly players globally. This is a powerhouse company. Quarterly revenues increased 26%. Powerhouse. I like this deal. We can't wait to talk to Rob in a minute. Uh, Jim, uh, Dow's being led by IBM again, IBM's, and Salesforce right behind. IBM's quarter was really monster, and IBM is, really does have a, a great role that they can play in AI. You, you know, look, if you're obviously connected with AI in any way, it's moving things up. Uh, Salesforce has terrific AI. That's, a, that's their... Uh, you know, they've got this Einstein product. He can ask trillions of questions. I know AI seems to hype, 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 but there are a few companies. Like, look, we had ServiceNow last week. That's a good AI story. Say between IBM, Now, SAP, we're moving beyond the picks and shovels, are we oh, not, Oh, my. I think that you're now in a world. Uh, I got super micro tonight. They're tremendous AI. You're now in a world where I think that you're starting to see real benefits if you use it. Uh, I think that there are so many use cases where it just makes a lot of sense. And I think that there, we're still not, I know that Jensen will say, look, it makes people more, Jensen Wong, CEO of NVIDIA, but, uh, it makes a lot of sense and you'll make people more productive. He is not in the belief that there's going to be a lot of layoffs. So far, that hasn't. It's made people more productive. I wish the banks had talked more about AI. They did not. The consumer products companies did not talk about it. Uh, but other tech companies really do talk about yeah. it. Uh, as for layoffs, uh, they're anecdotally, again, uh, Lockheed's a good example today, uh, 1%. We, we try to track them as closely as we can. Jim, over the weekend, Goldman, uh, Jan Hatzius, sticking by their call for a March cut. And one of the lines in the, in the report was that the labor market may start to issue clues as to why you would want to cut sooner rather than later. Well, look, I, the untold story, I was trying to figure out from all the different websites how many uh, immigrants there are. 
and whether uh, people are going to look the other way on the green card issue. Or, uh, this is a very tricky issue for employers, just to be sure. But I think they're going to put a little in wages. I think the immigrants are going to put a little in wages. Now, we can ask the labor secretary, and they will just, this is, it's way too third rail. But we have had a lot of immigrants come in, and I think that, unfortunately, uh, I hope they get the minimum wage, but I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of, of uh, companies that look that, that pay less than you'd think, and jobs are full. Well, how about this piece about uh, banker pay, uh, bonuses? Uh, down again, and it stings this time, says the journal. Flat is the new up. And you got to be really careful when you say stings, because they make... So much more than everybody else. But, yeah, I read the piece. I understand. Uh, and rents have been down now for six straight months. Yep, yep. There's a lot of things that, like Timber has said from the journal, a lot of things go in the Fed's way, but not enough yet. We still have disinflation, no genuine deflation other, other than a Costco. Yeah. Uh, core goods, uh, there's sharp deflation in core goods. Yes, but then again, are. then you wake up and these three troops, troops in Jordan, Jim, uh, worries about the Red Sea. Everybody asks about what it's doing uh, in terms of traffic. Norfolk Southern had bad numbers last week, and some people felt that they're not getting the business they used to. I, I don't know. Uh, I got do three th- downgrades of Norfolk, by the oh, way. Oh, my. Today. Jeez, the long knives were out for yeah. Norfolk. I thought that that was way, way too negative. I just don't think that they're nearly, it's really as dangerous as people think. I like the transports, too. Uh, Lockheed Martin's incredible. All the defendants, Northrop Grumman cut, price are cut. I think people don't realize there's a lot of people just betting the Republicans are going to come in, and that's the end of the Ukraine spend. And so you want to get away from these stocks. And I, I, look, I don't know. It's pure political. And I, I don't offer political advice on this. It's, it's hard to read. Uh, poli- another policy question, Jim, is the border. The president's comment on Friday night that if he had emergency authority that he doesn't have, he would he would use it on the day he signed the bill. What, are you watching the rails through that lens? I, I'm I'm looking at everything through that lens. I think you have to. I think it's an untold story. Uh, you, we were paying above minimum wage in New York. Forget that. Forget that. I mean, you have to hope that there are people who are not who are willing to play by the rules and not offer 12 instead of 18. It's around the country. Minimum wage is back. It means a lot because the immigrants want jobs. And I think that's an untold story, too. You know, all the things, every time you mention immigrants, like, I, I wish it weren't hot button because something has to be done. But right now we have 1.3 million people that I believe came in in the last year and then 1.3 the year before. One the, enough that more people came in in last year than in four years of Trump. And they're going to work. And that's what I think is going to keep wages down. Uh, Jim, a lot of news on Boeing. We got some Max 9s back in service. This report that United's chief went to Toulouse to talk to Airbus about maybe if we don't get the 10s, could we work something out? You know, there's no planes. I mean, that's a nice thought. Maybe they want a discount. I mean, if Airbus had planes, believe me, uh, you, you wouldn't have a war between these two carriers. They don't make, they don't make planes. I know United wants to. No, forget it. I mean, it's a nice thought. Boeing is still in the driver's seat. Why is that stock not at 170? Because they have the planes. Uh, and you got Ryanair saying, hey, anybody doesn't want their tents? We'll well, take them. That? that was a great interview, by the way. I love it. You come in early enough to get some really cool stuff. I know you were tweeting early this morning about uh, Phillips and sleep apnea. Oh, FDA. my. I mean, look, you, you have to understand. This is sleep apnea. It's a duopoly between Phillips and RestMed. And Mick Farrell has had great numbers to begin with. The stock was down, RMD, because the GLP, even though he said the people take GLP-1, are using it in conjunction to ResMed. So go buy ResMed. Its numbers are way too low. And you got this decision on buyer, $2.2 billion, this Philadelphia court. It's the biggest penalty yet. Uh, buyer bought a company that could sink buyer. 
Monsanto was just, uh, it's the gift that never stops giving you downside surprises. Terrible, terrible, terrible buy. Uh, as for some sell-side research, Jim, um, got an upgrade of American over at City. They go to buy to 20 yeah. from 14. Yeah, they had the best best upside, and the stock had been down where, basically where it was during the uh, pandemic. I, I think that that deal makes sense. Uh, my favorite, how much is American's press up? That was the one that was just so much better than expected. Ooh, opportunity. Stock was down. Uh, they had their multiples going higher. American Express had the best quarter so far this year. Best guy. I'm sorry. Best guy. Yes. It, it, Steve's query came in. I mean, I was listening to that quote. I'm like, are you kidding me? It, it was, Can and you it, really? It kind of got over. Capital One's comments kind of got overshadowed because they had some pretty positive uh, things to say about it, real wage growth, Jim. Capital One is such a great lender. I know people say that they charge too much, but obviously they make it so a lot of people can get can get uh, credit. And then people say, well, listen, people default on it. But if you take a look at that chart from 2000 to now, yeah. uh, other than it had been a big dip in 2008-9, and they came right back. And then they got overused during the uh, right during COVID. But that's a, that's a great – a 20-year chart on this thing shows you that Fairbank has been able to figure this out. Very smart guy. Yeah. Really smart. Don't mess with it. He'll, uh, he'll find your phone number and he'll tell you what an idiot you are, but he won't use that word. A big piece in uh, Business Week over the weekend about Lilly, Jim. They quote an analyst saying that the saying among analysts is JBL, just buy Lilly. I'm not going to disagree. Really? Huge position for my travel trust. One day there'll be enough uh, GLP-1 uh, Munjaro in New York City that but right now it's so in short supply. It's short supply everywhere, are you kidding me? And North Carolina plants, they can't get them open fast enough. They, now I know that, it, it, look, there's an issue here, there's always gonna be an issue, are there problems, who will pay for it? All I can tell you is, is that you, when you have a product that you can't make enough of, you're gonna be able to make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, they do say ZepBound's likely to be the best-selling drug Zep of all time. ZepBound will be the best-selling drug of all time. Maybe you put all the cholesterol drugs together, maybe it doesn't, but no, ZepBound is gonna be the number one drug of all time. And I've been saying that, saying blood pressure's unbelievable, uh, too much drinking, you take that, they'll never get that pass, they'll never do a study on that. But this thing is just, it, it is, it's not a fountain of youth, but it's a fountain of anti hypertension and heart. And that's why everyone's going to pay for it, because hypertension goes down dramatically and your heart goes, your heart risk goes down dramatically. And that's what Medicare wants, and that's what the system wants. They'll pay for it. Finally, Jim, uh, Tesla holding 185. Uh, we got CapEx guidance above $10 billion. Yeah, the streets yeah. are slightly below that. Well, look, it's at a level where we've got some people saying, you know what, let's take a stab at it. All I can tell you is I, I, was, I drove a Rivian on Friday. Oh, that's right. Holy cow, the Rivian's cool. It's cool. Really cool. You know it's cool. Super cool. Yeah, it is super cool. But you're not endorsing it. I found something you're not endorsing. That's a first, brother. That's a first. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the best. He's the best. Rob, welcome. It's great to have you. It's yeah. been a while. Good to have yes, you back. it's been a while. Thank you guys for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here once again. The atmosphere here is just fantastic. <laughs> it feels like game day right now. Have you slept yes. since I saw you yesterday? Yes, I was actually, last night I was at the game in San Francisco doing the pre-show, the post-show. Yes, it was great. And uh, we just ended, uh, you know, that was the last one of the year because we don't have the Super Bowl this year. And uh, that was my rookie year, so I completed a rookie year and it went very well. And I'm just proud to be on that panel with those guys doing the pre-game show. And then I took a plane right after the game, landed and came right here. So I'm on about 
about three hours of sleep. I got about two more hours left in the in the tank of fuel, and then I'm going right back to bed. <laughs> By the way, you are crushing it on television. Congratulations. It's yes. just it's going amazing. Talk about this, because we've had John many times to talk about yes. the phenomenon, but this is sort of a moment, isn't it? This is definitely one of the coolest moments of my life. I am actually an ambassador and I represent FanDuel, uh, which is Flutter's, one of their biggest brands here in the United States of America. And today, it's Flutter's big day. The New York Stock Exchange is finally welcoming Flutter from London here to the U.S. to the to hit. And uh, today's the first day it's opening here on the Stock Exchange Flutter. So I'm just glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be their number one ambassador. We do a lot of cool campaigns. I'm sure you've seen our commercials. I'm doing the Kick of Destiny 2 before the Super Bowl this year. Last year, I missed, but I missed on purpose so I can have redemption kick. So everyone, oh, no. pick that I'm going to make it, because if you pick that I'm going to make the kick this year for Kick of Destiny 2, you get a piece of the pie, and the pie is $10 million in bonus bets, baby. Wow. Yes. Yes. All right. You see him on the motorcycle in the desert? Well, I, yes. I, I, no, I watched his career ever since he came on my <laughs> show when we went to San Francisco, and you were so kind to come on, which means I have to ask you. Which one do you take? Because the line is very tight, San Francisco KC. So what is the line? I haven't seen it uh, yet. KC getting one. What, KC's getting one? Yeah. I think that's appropriate. I mean, it's going to be a great game. It's uh, it's a Super Bowl rematch. What, they played four years ago? Yeah. Yes. Four or five years ago it was, um, if, if I'm correct. 2020. Uh, yeah, 2020. And uh, San Francisco was supposed to win the game, but Kansas City came through. So it's a Super Bowl rematch. It's one for the ages once again because San Francisco, they've been to the championship, AFC, uh, NFC championships plenty of times, also to a Super Bowl, but they haven't won it all yet. And Kansas City. There's a lot of talk about them that they couldn't do it again. You can't repeat two times in a row. It's really tough. They almost have a dynasty going. If they win, I'm sure they're going to start claiming that they have a dynasty. So there's big implications on both teams. It's going to be a great game once again. Now, you've got someone coming to the booth next year that we can't wait. We can't wait for. How successful will Tom Brady be? Tom Brady will be just as successful in the booth as he was on the field. The guy knows the game of football like no other. He can break down a defense at any given time, at any given moment, even during his sleep. And then on the offensive side of the ball, he knows what player is going to do what, what guy's going to be open at what given time, where to throw the ball. He knows all the good stuff about the game of football. And it's going to be great that he's going to give that insight on TV for Fox. And he's joining his, you know, his ex-teammates, myself and Julian Edelman as well, once in a while, you know, as an analyst. So we can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's great to always get the band back together. And, and the TV stuff is just practice, right? The mechanics, the timing, that kind of stuff. Yes, you know, you got to get used to it. And the TV stuff is live, you know. So right, we right. strive when it's live. Fourth and goal, you only get one opportunity as well. We love to be under pressure as athletes. That's when it brings the best out of us. So you got to also practice as well. Practice is key. You got to prep in order to be ready for those situations. Talk about how, how, how active are you when you bet? And how do you tell newcomers how to do it? Yeah, so what I love about FanDuel and Flutter as well is that they're all, they're all about gaming. They're the number one online sports betting company in the whole entire world. And uh, they love to do it responsibly as well. So you want to bet responsibly. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you don't want to be putting your whole check on the line, even though some people do, and then it gets really intense. But that's not the way that you're supposed to do it. You want to do it responsibly, and it intensifies the game that much more. I remember I betted on an NBA game last year, and 
and I'm literally yelling at the screen every second for everyone to shoot a three and make it. So it just intensifies that game and you just so much more into it. So I, that's what I love about the aspect of it as well. And FanDuel, they're just number one. So if you're going to make a bet, do it at FanDuel. Now, I happen to love uh, Daily Fantasy. I think it's one of the most exciting things in the world. So I got to ask you, do I take Kittle or do I take Kelsey? Man, so how does it work? So what do you what do you mean? I well, mean, the know, draft you, already happened in fantasy. You get a mythical, Are you talking about next year? Daily fantasy on daily sports. Fantasy. Okay, it's so you're, you're playing fun. daily fantasy. It's so much fun. You know, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey in that situation. George Kittle's an unbelievable tight end. He's the best complete tight end in the game. And last night, if you saw George Kittle pancake Aiden yes. Hutchinson, Wasn't yes. that a and hit? that's absolutely beastly to do as a tight end. The pancake a defensive end, and that's why that team is in the Super Bowl. And tight ends are transitioning, transcending the position. I mean, you got to have a good tight end now to reach the Super Bowl. George Kittle, myself over the years, Travis Kelsey. It's just known that you have to pay these tight ends if you want to get to the Super Bowl. But Travis Kelsey, on their hand, he's the best receiving tight end of all time. He showed up the last two weeks. He's putting up numbers, and he's going to be ready to go. He's already proved that he's already shown it that he can play in big moments. He's going to probably be the best guy to take to for fantasy. Do you ever think that? Mahomes could challenge Brady's GOAT status? I would say he definitely could challenge. If anyone could challenge uh, Brady's GOAT status, it's definitely Mahomes. I mean, he went to four Super Bowls now. This is his fourth, and he's the quickest to ever do it in this span of time. And uh, he's the youngest to ever do it as well, to get the four Super Bowls that quick. So Mahomes got a long way to go. Yep. There's no doubt about it. He's an unbelievable, he's an unbelievable player. But to reach Tom's status, I mean, a lot of things have to go right. I'm not going to say he's going to reach it, but uh, if, if, if it's going to be anyone, it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, finally, a question about you and your brand ambassadorships, AARP, or no, I'm sorry, um, USAA. Yes, USAA. And, and Flutter. How, how do you choose what to be associated with? You know, I love to choose things that I truly believe in and uh, what's fun as well. And being here with FanDuel, they're fun. Like we're doing the kick of two, kick of uh, destiny yeah. number two. I love training. I love you know, activities, and they got me kicking. That's fun. Also, USAA, it's fun doing the commercials, shooting them, and me trying to get in so I can get the insurance, yes. even though I never served yeah. or my parents didn't serve either. So I just love the fun aspect to it. I love the troops as well. USAA all has to do about, you know, with, with our troops and our military. Um, I'm always giving back to the military. Without them, they're the true heroes of, of our world, you know, of the United States. And without them, we wouldn't have this freedom to be here right now. I wouldn't have had the freedom to go out there and just play the game of football. So the, they, those two just align with my brand so much, and I love being a part of and, them. And Belichick not coaching, huh? Belichick, you know, not coaching, which, you know something, I think that's happening for a reason. I think Coach Belichick needs a year off. He can go back into it next year. The guy's been coaching for 50 years straight, and coaching's stressful. It's 15, basically, hours a day. It's great to see him take a break, you know, if he's going to take a break. Take a year off, enjoy your time, go find some things that you love to do, and then come back next year, Coach. I mean, everyone wants to see him coach again, but uh, some time off is probably good for him. Robert, it's great to see you again, man. Congrats. Yeah. Get some rest. Thank you, guys. I'm going to. I got about one, an hour and a half <laughs> yes, left in my yes. tank, and then I got to fill it back up with a little power nap. <laughs>
Yes. You guys are the best, man. Oh, Thanks for having you. me on again. Come I'm back soon. Make that kick too, by the way. <laughs> it's going right through the uprights. Rob Gronkowski. Take care. As we go to break, check out bonds. Uh, the data today is going to be a little bit light compared to the rest of the week, but we'll get uh, some numbers uh, mostly sh shaping up on Wednesday with ADP, some productivity, jobs number on Friday, 10-year, 411. Be right back. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? Gronk. No, <laughs> sorry. Super Micro. I love, I love Super Micro and NASCAR. And I can't wait. NASCAR would be good. By the way, Super Micro, but, you know, America loves Gronk. Uh, they really do. And you and can you see, see why. why. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Yeah. Matt and Woody, 6 p.m. Eastern time. When we come back, SoFi, one of the big gainers of the morning. We'll talk to Anthony Noto. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.